0: Hey, are you looking for new and innovative ways to connect with your children? Do you wanna learn how to connect with them through hip hop, social media, and popular culture? Then look no further than my company, The Glad Dad. I'm Dion, a keynote speaker, professional development trainer, and workshop presenter. And I'm also an expert in family engagement. And I wanna show you and everyone around you how to use the latest trends to connect with young people on a much deeper level. A level that will truly break down barriers and create change. By working with the Glad Dad, you'll learn how to break through the noise and meet young people where they are to connect with them on their level. You'll discover new ways to communicate, engage, and create meaningful connections that'll last a lifetime. Whether you're a parent, teacher, or youth leader, I want to teach you the strategies that'll help you connect with your kids like never before. From keynote speeches to professional development training, I got you covered. So don't wait any longer. Visit my website dionchavis.com today to learn more about how I can help you connect with your children through hip-hop, social media, and popular culture. Your kids will thank you for it. That's right, The Glad Dad, helping adults establish positive relationships with young people. Reach out to me today and let's discuss how I can serve you and your staff. Now let's get back to the podcast. The
1: other part of it is to honestly take a moment to just listen to your child and ask them, how school do- going? Mm-hmm. What, what is going on in school? Tell me about what dating looks like in school. Even if it's not, even if you're not dating, what does it look like? Right. What does, um, you know, what kind of, what happened today? Did you have any interactions that you're questioning? Um, the, asking those questions and don't do it, just do it at the dinner table. Do it while taking them to the jump at the bouncy house right take them to different places where they can physically be active and because so it becomes a natural conversation at the same time
0: hey what's up y'all welcome to another episode of the black people parenting podcast the number one podcast for black parents where we have conversations with black folks about raising black babies and black children i'm your host dion chavis uh also affectionately known as the glad dad family engagement educator Welcome to this episode, real special episode. We got a guest on the pod with us today. Uh, I brought along a good, good woman who's doing some really, really good work out in LA. Uh, Don L. Brown, she is the president and CEO of Empower Her Institute. They are the only gender responsive organization in LA County that provides a social emotional learning class in Title I schools. Don, thank you for coming on the show. It's glad to have you. Glad to see you. Thank you for being here. How are you doing today, ma'am?
1: I'm well. Thank you so much for having me, Dion.
0: Good, good, good. So let's hop right into it. That's how I want to know a lot about you. So we want to talk about you and some of the work that you're doing out on the West Coast, out in L.A. Tell me um, just a little bit about your background and how you became involved in the nonprofit space, uh, specifically in working with girls, uh, young girls of color.
1: Yeah. So. Um, I actually have 25 years of nonprofit executive management experience. So I've been doing this for a while. Um, and I started my career in New York, working um, with young people involved in the juvenile justice system. So I started doing that, fell in love with working with girls specifically um, and began working with um, sex traffic girls and women. Um, from there, ended up moving to San Francisco and then LA and then Virginia. So I've been all over the, mm. <laughs> the country um, doing this work. Um, what
0: part of Alexander, Virginia?
1: Uh, Alexandria.
0: Okay. 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 I'm um, originally from Hampton Roads.
1: Okay. Awesome. <laughs> and so I was born and raised in DC. So I'm, okay. I'm a DC girl. Got it. Uh, and so, yeah, so my, I have spent uh, my entire career really focusing on um, social justice, uh, specifically from the lens of race and gender, um, looking at, black girls, black and brown girls, and how to support them um, and have led several nonprofits throughout the country around this issue. Um, most of my time has been working with kids involved, girls involved in the juvenile justice system and gangs, um, as well as sex traffic girls. Um, and so it was a natural trend, uh, opportunity, a natural transition to come to empower her and um, begin to work with girls in the school system.
0: Mm-hmm. So, tell me a little bit, how does Empower Her, um, how, do, how do you all support and kind of empower BIPOC girls in LA? Uh, and what inspired you to focus on this particular demographic and this work that you do?
1: Yeah. So, Empower Her, the mission is to really empower girls and young women in marginalized communities by giving them the skills necessary through education, training, and mentorship to become confident, college, and career ready. And ultimately, our vision and our goal is all about helping young women. Great generational cycles of poverty. And we believe the best way to do so is through college and career readiness. And we do all of our work through a social justice lens. So um, we work through that framework. And so when we're working with our girls, we're not just talking about in general, but we really are conscious and thoughtful of the fact that there is a weight to being a woman in the world, a girl in the world, and then to be a black girl in the world, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a brown girl in the world. Right. And um, and so we, we really sort of look at things from that lens when we're working with our girls. Um, and so what we do is we actually go into the schools, Title I schools, and for those who don't know, Title I schools are schools where the majority of the young people, uh, at least 60%, qualify for Um, Free or reduced lunch. Mm -hmm. And so we go into those schools in L.A. County. We're working with 13 right now. And we also have a community program on Saturdays, middle and high school. So we start in seventh grade and we work with our girls through the 12th grade and we teach a social emotional learning class that also is a skills based class, skills based learning and mentoring so they get monthly mentoring, and then the class is a weekly class. And so they are learning everything from how to deal with our emotions, right? How to navigate Um, microaggressions in the workplace. Mm -hmm. We actually have conversations about that. Um, We talk about financial readiness. And when we talk about it, we don't just say this is what a budget looks like, but Mm. we go with them. We talk about what does money sound like in your house? How do your parents talk about it, right? Because when you are living in in a community that is socially economically challenged and you are you know, in, in a poverty stricken community, in an area, and your parents are challenged with fund, funds, the way they talk about money is very different than a family that comes from wealth, right?
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: And so we have to have those conversations first. And then we start talking about how to build generational wealth, how to break those 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 cycles, right? And so by the time they get into the, the 10th and 11th grade, we give them $100 to buy their first stock. They are they are learning about cryptocurrency. They're learning about those kinds of things so that they really are breaking those cycles. And we have a social we have a STEAM, a social justice STEAM initiative, because we know that STEAM jobs are the most are some of the most lucrative. And so we want to and girls represent black girls represent um, less than five percent of those in the careers. So we want to break those cycles. We wanna break those those ceilings for them. And so we not only are giving them the skills, we're exposing them to social justice and STEAM um, and how to use STEAM to address issues in their community, but we're also making sure they have access to people who have the power to hire them, who have the power to, uh, to, to guide them throughout their career. So that's the core of the program and what we do. Um, and then in the summertime, we actually, with our high school girls, they are, we help them get employment and we pay them above minimum wage mm. um, for work. And for our middle school girls, I love this camp that we created. It's called the Social Justice STEAM Camp, and it's the first and only of its kind in the country. And our middle school girls are actually trained as marine biologists during the summer. They stay wow. like- campus, they are snorkeling, they're kayaking, they are studying marine ecology for three weeks, and they are comparing the resilience of marine ecology as a result of climate change to the resilience and the impact of climate change on marginalized communities. And they learn coding, and they are actually um, creating their own projects. And then after three weeks, if they're ready, we move them on to the next two weeks where they actually learn how to scuba dive. And they get scuba, dive, scuba diving in, um, certifications, as well as learn how to sail, and they stay on a research boat. And when I'm talking about little Black and Latina girls l- that are 13, 14, 15 years old with scuba diving certifications, right? right, right? right. Nobody else is doing that, but yeah. what I love about it is that you get to work with my girls, and... We all look the same and we all go into the water. We get out the water and our hair looks different and nobody questions it. Nobody, you know, this is natural to them. They see this as part of just life for them. And so those are the kinds of programs and and work that we do. In addition to making sure that our girls get college scholarships, Um, every girl, 100% of our middle schoolers matriculate into high school and 100% of our high school girls actually graduate and are accepted into college.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, That's dope.
1: So, yeah, so that's who we are. That's what we do, um, uh, uh, as well as a few other one off programs.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. One of the things that we've seen since covid is um, particularly in young people, an increase in uh, poor mental health uh, statistics, an increase in suicidal thoughts and behaviors. That was recently highlighted by the CDC's uh, Youth Risk Behavior Survey. And we're seeing that a lot of our young people are struggling, right, particularly because they don't have a lot of those connections or the skills to make those connections, because a lot of them were out of school for over two years. Right. Um, How does the organization that you're with, how do you all address these issues and and sort of prioritize uh, mental health for the young women that you serve?
1: Yeah, and that's where the social emotional learning comes in because that really is what that is, right? Mm-hmm. It's really about helping them develop those skills to cope with trauma, to uh, to navigate challenges in their lives, um, and to to heal. Um, our babies, our girls, have gone through; they're going through these sort of dual pandemics. They're going through the this COVID nineteen pandemic that we mm-hmm. experienced, where they had to watch their elders lose their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were at home. And so they didn't have those connections outside that they are developmentally supposed to be developing right now. And so they didn't have those. Um, they didn't get to interact um, every day. And so they really lost two years of development. That's mm-hmm. what happened with all of our young people um, in, in the world that are, are dealing with this. And then in addition to that, to be a Black girl in the, in the world We're also dealing with the pandemic of police brutality and Mm -hmm. violence and this increased massage noir um, that is happening to black girls, right? Where we're talking about not only having the challenge of, of, of race, but also our gender. And so that they're dealing with those two dual things at the same time. How could that not cause trauma? And at the same time, you're a young person. So you're just dealing with your own natural development. And and your own natural challenges of, you know, trying to get your cerebral cortex, which is the frontal part of your brain that decides on your decision-making, that doesn't even harden until 25. So you're just trying to build that at the same time. And so all of those things layered together can certainly cause challenges around your mental health. And, um, And that's what we try to address with them. And those are the conversations that we're having. We get honest. We get real, we get deep with them and we let them guide us. We're youth led. And so we let them lead us to what they want to talk about. Um, And what I will say quickly about the organization is that with the CDC study, uh, what they found is that there's basically been a doubling over the past 10 years Hmm. of suicidal ideation, Mm -hmm. depression in teens. And then it has been exacerbated even worse and higher with black youth. Yeah. Um, and so we're seeing about 60%. With our program, 84% of our girls uh, express that they have a higher level of uh, confidence uh, once they complete our program and their um, thoughts of harm um, decrease significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we're seeing is an opposite of what the CDC uh, a study shows. And the reason for that is because we're talking to them and we're listening to them, which is most important. And then we're helping them build those skills so that they can really navigate what is happening and, mm-hmm. and
0: just cope with it. Now, mental health is something that a lot of parents don't necessarily know how to have conversations about when it comes to their children, right? They don't even know how to, how to handle their own mental health. Um, better yet, you know, the mental health of the children. Of, of course, oftentimes we were taught Uh, growing up, if if, if you feel like you're depressed and you need to pray about it, you need to pray it away. Uh, You you know, if you're depressed, I'll give you something to be depressed about going in and washing dishes, you Mm -hmm. know, things like that. How can we as parents um, navigate helping these young people deal with these traumas that they're experiencing right now? Uh, Because it's a conversation that a lot of folks just do not know how to have, or they're afraid to have, or they don't think they need to have it when they really do. So how can parents help, um, our young people just kind of, you know, kind of go through these things and what can we do?
1: Yeah, Dionne, I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm glad you brought up specifically the history in our community around mental health and therapy, um, because we have always been taught to just pray it around, pray it away, right? Give it to the Lord. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, and so there has been this sort of stigma around mental health um, when it comes to parents in our generation. And this generation that is coming up now is Gen Z's, millennials, there has they, this is sort of the first generation where they are breaking those barriers and saying, mm. no, I, I, gotta, I need help. And I'm willing to, to go to therapy to talk about it. But I think one of the things that is important for parents to think about is not only that, while mental health, while, while therapy is important, extremely important, it doesn't have to always look like talk therapy. And that's one of the things that we talk with with our girls is that culturally for us, there are multiple ways in which we are dealing with our mental health and healing. And so it may be talk therapy, but it may be a boxing class. Like I take boxing. I took my girls to take boxing and they felt so much better when they came out by hitting that bag, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It may be yoga. It may be all these sort of different things. It may simply be getting to sit in a space in silence and write or listen to music. And so I think what parents can do, one, is to find out what their child needs. And I wanna be conscientious and thoughtful about the fact that while our girls are going through their own trauma, our young people are going through this, our parents are going through it too. You are, we, we had to deal with uh, a pandemic just like they are. We're, we're seeing things on social media. We are experiencing our own trauma around um, police brutality. And we know that this is not new. This has been happening long before social media, right? Um, and in, in addition to that, we're also trying to figure out how to financially function in a world where everything has increased in the price and yet our checks are not increasing with that.
0: Right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have our own stuff that we're dealing with as parents. And it's important for parents to take the moment to, one, recognize that and to say, OK, I'm in a space where I can have this conversation and listen to you. Um, and also understand and realize when they're not in that space, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So that would be the first step is to know when is the right time to sit down with your child. And then the other thing is to allow other people to be a part of your tribe. One of the things I always say is we are a tribe of people. We are a community, Empower Her Is. And so in that, we understand that our role is to support our parents through trauma, Mm with Mm. our kids it is not we're we're not there to act as another parent we're just there to support right and so sometimes as a parent you it's okay to step and say i gotta get somebody else to support my, my child. I am the fun auntie <laughs> right, right. in my family. Right. And so uh, my godson, when he can't deal with his parents anymore, he calls me. It's mm-hmm. OK. His parents right. have made it OK for him to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's important that parents are able to do that. The other part of it is to honestly take a moment to just listen to your child and ask them how school do- going, mm-hmm. what, what is going on in school? Tell me about what dating looks like in school. Even if it's not, even if you're not dating, what does it look like? Right. What does, um, you know, what kind of, what happened today? Did you have any interactions that you're questioning? Um, Asking those questions and don't do it, just do it at the dinner table. Do it while taking them to the jump at the bouncy house. Right. Take them to different places where they can physically be active. And because so it becomes a natural conversation at the same time. Right. Um. Those are some of the tips that I would have.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes complete sense. So share some of the success stories with us or uh, some of the impactful moments from the work that you've done at Empower Her Institute that have stood out to you over the time that you've been there.
1: Yeah. So. One of the things that I'm really proud of is that in the we are in our 20th anniversary, so this is our 20th year as right. an organization, and um, we, when I came into the organization, I came in right in the middle of the pandemic. I came in in 2020, <laughs> and um, we were struggling as an organization. We were operating at about 300,000, so we were a very, very small organization. We were serving 300 girls with two staff members. We today, um, I've been able to grow the organization, so today... We are working, we have 15 employees. We serve a 1,000 girls a year and we see Mm. our girls on a weekly basis. We're in 13 schools instead of the four we were in. We've grown to 13 now. Um, And we've added on several new programs um, for our girls because it really is about listening to what they needed. I sat down, I listened to what they needed and I said, okay, then this is what we're going to do. And so I'm really proud of that success. And in doing that, I've been able to see this tremendous growth. Um, We have young girls who have been with us since the seventh grade that are now in college. Um, I have a young woman who started with us in the seventh grade. She's a freshman. She's finishing up her freshman year um, at UC Long Beach. And she's studying marine, but I'm sorry, no, she's not studying marine biology. She's studying aerospace engineering. Mm -hmm. When she started with us, she she wouldn't speak. In the seventh grade, she would not speak. She whispered everything. She didn't want to be in the program simply because she had to interact with human beings. <laughs> that was the only reason she didn't want to be in it. And, um, and when we asked her what she wanted to do, she was like, I guess I'll be a nurse because that's what my mom does. Not because that's what I'm interested in, right. but that's what my mom does. Right? But in there, we got her a mentor. She started coming to our programs. And by the 11th grade, she said, listen, I, I realize I want to study aeronautic engineering. Find me a mentor that does that. Mm. We were like, oh Lord, now we gotta find a black woman right. who studies right. a, that is not an easy thing to do. Right. But we right. did. Right. We found it for her. We found her that mentor. We helped her get an internship. And now she's in college and she's studying it and she's kicking butt at it. Mm. Um and she speaks, she's one of our people who speaks um for us and, and shares her story. And she's she just last week I brought her to a space where she spoke in front of 150 people, told her story with comfort and ease. Um, and let her voice be loud and proud. Mm -hmm. That's a big success because she wouldn't even talk in the beginning. She didn't want to interact with human
0: beings.
1: (laughs) Um, And so that's one of the things I'm so proud of is watching them go to college. Now I have girls in college studying law. Um, You know, it's just amazing to see when they started with us in the seventh grade and they just continued with us and they're still calling when they need help. They Mm -hmm. call and we're there to help them. Um, and then another story that I'll just quickly tell you is we had a young lady, a principal told us about a story in middle school um, where she came in and she cursed out everybody and she called them everything but a child of God. All right. She was mm-hmm. done with the day and she was done with the world.
0: It, it'd be <laughs> and, like that sometimes. Sometimes you just be, like be like that. that. Right.
1: <laughs> and so... She did that and her principal, they of course sent her to the principal. And her principal, because he had learned the skills throughout program, instead of immediately suspending and expelling her, said, okay, what do you need? Right. Like what in this moment, need?
0: what do you, you need? need to talk right.
1: To me and tell me who you are willing to talk to. Somebody you gotta talk to, but who is it gonna be? Because it's clearly you're not gonna talk to me. Right. And she said, I want to, I want my empower her group. I want to talk to Empower her. And so they did an immediate group. They did an emergency group. They pulled the girls together. The instructor came in and she was able to share what was going on. And so it de escalated the situation. Right. She was dealing with real trauma and abuse mm-hmm. in her home. Mm-hmm. She had just had a loss from the one person that she trusted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And simply because she said, I want a group, the school listened because they had gone through the training with us. And She was able to get what she needed and he didn't have to suspend or expel her.
0: Mm, mm, hmm. What do you think is the, the, the biggest issue uh, that black and brown girls are facing right now? And how can we work together to address them?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, To be very honest with you, I think right now massage noir is a big thing. And I think. And for those
0: who don't explain what that is for those who don't know.
1: Yeah, so misogynoir is really a a combination of two words, misogyny and noir, which means black, right? Mm -hmm. So misogyny is around violence against black, women, and then noir means black women. So Mm -hmm. that's what it is. At the end of the day, it's about violence um, and discrimination um, against black women specifically. And our girls are going through this, just like the adults are experiencing it in their workplace, black women are in our relationships, in our everyday function, our girls are going through it too. And often we're ignoring or forgetting that part of it, that the girls are going through it too, that young women are going through it too. What we we, we don't realize is that girls are being suspended from school and expo- expelled from school simply for being Black girls, simply for having a voice that, speaks, that may be a deeper tone, simply for speaking in a period and not a question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, for having a level of confidence or for expressing their anger differently or their, their frustration differently. Uh, we just looked at Angel Reese, right? That just happened with LSU. Right. And you have this beautiful black girl who's extremely talented athlete who did a, a, a simple gesture that most athletes do. <laughs> and, and yet it became this big thing that she was unsportsmanlike, she was ghetto, she was this right. and that. And yet we I see video of the white girl did the same thing mm-hmm. to her in the same game. Yep. And everyone said, Oh, well, she's just she's just spicy. Right. You know, she just she just motivated. She's just right? competitive, competitive. Right? She is, right. She's just competitive. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it went all the way to the to our first lady saying, Well, that's just let's just let the Iowa girls Right, let's bring to, them both
0: in. Let's right? bring them both in. them
1: both in. They both did a good job. Right,
0: right. Right,
1: never happened before, right? So it, just, it was like, I just will not give you this black uh, school. I will not give you your props, right? I will, I'm going to find a way to tear you down even mm-hmm. in your highest moment. Um, We are seeing that with our girls every day. And those are the conversations that they're having with us. Why is it that, this student did this, and it wasn't a problem. But when I asked the question, it became a problem in the class. I was told I was disruptive, and I was told to leave the class. Mm-hmm. It's happening. It's happening in their relationships with their partners. It's happening in their homes. Um, they are, you know, they, even with their, their parents in their homes, they're being, their voices are being dismissed. They're being told, you, all you got to do is go to school. I got a job. I got a real issue, right? And so they're not being heard. And so, and and so, I I believe truly, massage noir is such a a bigger issue than what we want to accept um, in the world. And and until we take the moment to say, and and we know that even Malcolm X said that the most disrespected uh, group was a black woman, right? right? And it's true even today. And until we take the time to acknowledge that. And really make a real shift around that and the support and the healing of that we are we're not going to propel forward as a country and as a world because black women play such a big role in how we we grow and how we just live Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah very true um how and we're gonna wrap things up in a short but what advice would you give to parents who are looking to support and empower uh, their black, brown, and daughters, both personally and you know, just within the communities.
1: Yes, so I would say, um the, here are the three things I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say one is to find out what she's interested in and get her immerse her in that, immerse her in experiences, give her experiences that she would not naturally or normally have had. Let her go to the theater, let her go to. Um, a a camp for social justice. Let her learn how to swim, even if you can't, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So one is to give her these immersive experiences so she knows that there's a world outside of the walls in which she lives. That would be number one. That's good. Um, Number two, take the time to listen to her, find out what she needs. Even when she can't verbalize that, say, okay, I'm going to give you the space to write it down. I'm going to give you the space to... Uh, to talk to someone else but support her in identifying what she's feeling and what she needs and know that sometimes verbally she can't express it it's going to come out physically or it's going to come out in an emotional charge in a way that you may feel is inappropriate and give her the space to do that
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, so that would be number two and then number three just love on her just love on her, right? Yeah. Tell her that, especially if you're a dad, like one thing about, like, I love that, Dion, you're the one doing the Black Parenting, the number Absolutely. one Black Parenting show as a Black dad. Tell your daughter that she's beautiful. Take gotcha. her on dates, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, tell her that she's smart. And, and don't be afraid of her because a lot of times they, dads get to a certain point when girls get their periods. They're like, I'm not dealing with it anymore.
0: I, listen. I have those conversations. Listen. I got a. I got. A, I got an 18 year old. She's. She's in college. She's in here a grocery list. She was like pads, tampons. Yes.
1: All Do the that things. with her. Yes. Yeah. Go shopping with her. And, and So that when she goes to get it, go shopping with her. Mm-hmm. Let her know that these are natural things that are happening to her body. Yeah. All of the experiences. Sit down and find who she's dating, Dad. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh
0: yeah. Absolutely. Um, you and better. had those conversations. Male, mm-hmm. female,
1: in between. I don't care who she's dating. Just had those conversations with her That's a about fact. that. Um, because the more, the earlier you can start planting those seeds with her, the more confident she will be, mm-hmm. and um, in the future.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Uh, tell us before before we get out of here, Dawn. Um, what are some of the goals and the visions for the Empower Her Institute, um, and and how you all plan on serving young girls in years to come.
1: Yeah. So as we celebrate our 20th anniversary, we are, um, you know, we're doing it big this year, but we were also looking at the future and what the next 20 years um, look like for us. And so our goal over the next, when I came in, I introduced the six-year vision. We're in the year three of that vision. So the first part of that was our local growth from 300 to 1,000 girls, from four schools to 13. Uh, And now we're looking at developing our plan for the next step. And so the next phase in our growth is to look outside of L.A. County. We want to grow outside of L.A. County and begin serving girls in other counties within the state of California. Mm -hmm. And then by 2027, we would like to be outside of California, the state, and grow beyond that so that we're serving girls in other states as well as California. Mm. Um, We are not going to stop until Empower Her is in every state because we know it is so deeply needed. We know that several of our programs are the first and only of its kind. Um, and we know that we have this amazing curriculum that we've developed and these amazing team members that have been trained in order to truly look and reflect the girls who we serve, but to also listen to them and to support them. Sure. So that's the vision is to really grow from just L.A. County. To nationally,
0: mm, I like it. How can people follow you? How can they get in contact with you? How can they give you monies and all of the things? Because uh, I think that's needed also, especially for uh, you know Black and brown-led nonprofits. It's important for us to get to the dollar. So I want to be sure that we let people know how they can donate to your cause, how they can do all of those things. So let them know.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for, for saying that, because it is a challenge as a Black-led, a Black woman-led organization, nonprofit to fundraise. Um, And so please go to our website, www.EmpowerHer.org, which is basically empower, but with an H. So it's E-M-P-E-R-H-E-R, I'm sorry, E-M-P-O-W-H-E-R.org. Go to our website, um, learn more about us, make a donation um, to the cause. Our work truly does, our money goes to the girls who we serve, Um, follow us on social media, on um ig you can find us at empowerherla.org org and um and then also find us on on linkedin as well and then follow our youtube um empower her institute
0: oh, well don thank you so much for joining me on the number one podcast for black parents black people parenting it has been a pleasure uh hey man if y'all have gotten some value out of this please feel free to like share and subscribe to the podcast Uh, give it to as many people that need to hear it, because I think this message is going to go a long way. Dawn has done some really great work and looking forward to some really great things from her and the organization. So Dawn, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And we'll see you on the next episode of Black People Parenting. Like I always say, be sure to take care of your kids, take care of each other, but most importantly, take care of yourself. All right. I'll see you later. Peace. Hey, are you looking for new and innovative ways to connect with your children? Do you want to learn how to connect with them through hip-hop, social media, and popular culture? Then look no further than my company, The Glad Dad. I'm Dion, a keynote speaker, professional development trainer, and workshop presenter. And I'm also an expert in family engagement. And I want to show you and everyone around you how to use the latest trends to connect with young people on a much deeper level. A level that will truly break down barriers and create change. By working with the Glad Dad, you'll learn how to break through the noise and meet young people where they are to connect with them on their level. You'll discover new ways to communicate, engage, and create meaningful connections that'll last a lifetime. Whether you're a parent, teacher, or youth leader, I want to teach you the strategies that'll help you connect with your kids like never before. From keynote speeches to professional development training, I got you covered. So don't wait any longer. Visit my website, DionChavis.com today to learn more about how i can help you connect with your children through hip-hop social media and popular culture your kids will thank you for it that's right the glad dad helping adults establish positive relationships with young people reach out to me today and let's discuss how i can serve you and your staff now let's get back to the podcast